0: Hello and welcome to the Landmark Theaters Film Club podcast. Today, Liz Hanna, the acclaimed screenwriter of The Post, discusses Hearts Beat Loud with actors Nick Offerman and Sasha Lane. This Q&A was recorded at the Landmark in Los Angeles on the film's opening weekend.
1: Hey guys, what's up? I'm Liz Hanna, and I would like to introduce our guests tonight, Nick Offerman and Sasha Lane. Um, so these guys have to get another, to another Q and A tonight. So we're gonna. So
0: that's it. Thanks so much.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do like one question and we're out. No, we're gonna just try and you know.
0: Look at this guys... crowd.
1: I know, guys. Good God.
0: Thank you so much.
1: what do you guys think of the movie? You guys can definitely leave now. That's the best response you're gonna have. Tonight. Um,
0: <laughs> We've peaked.
1: You've definitely peaked. I'm gonna be a millennial about this and read my questions from my phone, so I hope everybody's cool. Um, let's just start with how did you guys both get involved with the
2: film? Brett hit me up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I really don't know. Um, yeah, I guess Brett hit me up and then I met with him in New York and we just like had some coffee and stuff and some good conversations and then I was down.
0: Um, I'm, we're so so grateful for that information. Uh, there's it's been, we've been doing a lot of press uh in New York and there's been a lot of talk of like how did you get Sasha and Kiersey to be in this movie?
1: Coffee. Coffee was how Yeah, they did coffee
0: it. and then they were down. Um I was in Brett's last movie. If you haven't seen he and his writing partner Mark Bash have three movies now. I'll See You in My Dreams, starring Blythe Danner, and Sam Elliott, and Martin Starr, it's beautiful. From that, they got sweet on Sam and made the hero, and I had a supporting role as Sam's weed dealer, which has to be the peak of my life, Um, rolling joints with Sam on a deck in Topanga. He's just a
1: beautiful man, let's just admit. He's gorgeous. He's
0: gorgeous, yeah. and so then, and then Brett and Martin we kind of hit it off, and they said, w- "We're going to take a swing at you." so they th- this uh, idea of this film came together uh, so they kind of wrote it for me, which was uh not un- bad gig. unprecedented.
1: <laughs> not, not bad, not a bad thing to have yeah. happen. Um, Something that I've talked to Brett about, so Brett Haley, who's the director, we keep mentioning Brett, um, writer director of the film. Um, Something I talked to him about that I love is that Sam's character is in a relationship with a woman and it's never discussed. It's never commented on. And I want to know is that something that you guys had ever talked about that was not a conversation? Or was it just from the beginning, you know, we want to represent this couple and not have it be a conversation?
2: Yeah, it was pretty much, um, yeah, it was never a conversation. I read it, and I was like, oh, beautiful, cool. And then me and Brett were talking about the script, running through the sides, and it just never was brought up ever, because it didn't matter. you know.
1: I mean, so often in film, you have to have that coming out story. And something I love so much about Sam's character is that when she talks to your character, she just says she's dating this girl. And it's never a thing, and usually it is a thing. What was it like with Kiersey, Kiersey who plays Sam in the film, what was it like developing that relationship of father and daughter with her?
0: Um, Well, it's good writing. I mean, so it allowed us to be pretty lazy. And also, Kiersey is is just really that golden. She just has an incredibly beautiful soul. So literally from the moment she walked in the door on the first day, the whole movie was like, Oh shit! <laughs> this thing just got turned up uh, past eleven, um, and so I, you know, there was never any like deep uh, acting craft work. It, w- it was just more like we got into our dynamic. I I easily fit into because of my donkey like demeanor. Uh, <laughs> Immediately was like, hey, what's up, Kiersey? Uh, I'm totally cool. I was, like, I started trying to impress her with my emoji game. And you know, just being a dork. Like, and, and so we just fell right into father and daughter of like, hey, I'm, I'm cool with you. Like, pl- please love me. And she generously uh, mo- mostly did. But I, I just want to say, because I've been uh, with Brett a lot the last few days, I, I want to point something out that I think is really great in the film, is once once Sasha and Kiersey were on board and they were getting into getting ready to to shoot their stuff, Brett and his writing partner, Mark, asked them, like, what do you think about these scenes us two middle-aged white guys wrote? And they were like, well, it's, uh, you know, let's talk about it. And they, and they <laughs> you know, like what about this part where you're like, hey, how crazy is it that we're gay? And they were like, oh, maybe we don't have to say that. Like, maybe we're just normal people. And so, so they, the writers took it upon themselves to, to l- let them re- sort of rewrite their stuff in a super mellow, realistic way.
1: Which very much doesn't happen often. Like, yeah. Directors don't often, writers don't often say to the cast, Hey guys, tell us what this means. So that says a lot.
0: Yeah, or like this is you know you're this is you guys. So what are, what did we get right, and where can we make it better? And these guys told them. And and as Brett says, they did something um, pretty uh, revolutionary. They simply listened to them, and so that I think it lends it a really sweet realism in that way. That it's it's not there's no strategy. Mm-hmm. It's just two people having a summer romance, also the biracial family. It, that's we're just a family. Like we're just some people in America trying to have a cool rock band,
1: as we all are. Yeah, genuinely. Um, I I think that you just touched on something that um, I think we've all been talking about a lot lately in our industry is representation and how important representation is, and be it either a biracial family or. Um, The coupling of you and Sam in the in the film, or frankly, a single parent in the film. Um, I think this this film goes a long way to show represent to represent a lot of different people. Um, Can you guys talk a little about representation and why it's important?
2: I think um, because everyone wants to see themselves. If you think about it, like we watch movies, and that's how we kind of pick up on our social norms and like how people view us and what we see and how we act. So, like, if now we can make a movie to where it's like nothing was ever questioned, this is just the family and this is how they interact and all of that, then we'll see that and be like, oh, straight up, cool. Like, you know, everyone's just doing what they do. And and so that, like, holds a bigger impact and um, also just being inclusive, like, you know, not like, Representation, sometimes it's like, yeah, let's make a specific film about this specific thing and represent this. But also, if we just do inclusive, which is what I feel this film is more, it's just like, we all just here.
0: Yeah, uh, Brett, um, I mean, it's something I find that the the writers that I'm drawn to are the ones that are, that's one of the envelopes that we need to be pushing right now. And it's it's such an exciting time. I mean, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and so to imagine living in a world where gay marriage would be an open topic and and legal in our country, or that weed would be legal, um, and now we've come to this place with the Me Too movement—that's so exciting that uh, even me, who can, I consider myself open-minded and uh, very woke for an Illinois farm boy, um, <laughs> still, when that when that all happened, I was like, oh, we like we're all so complicit in. In the silence surrounding this issue, and this is so exciting that it's that it's coming out, and uh, if only we could flush uh, flush it through the White House, then the job would be complete. Um, Preach. But uh, but so you know, Brett, that um, he's 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 34, which is annoying because he's got a lot of wisdom in in what he writes about. And so from the get-go, his wife is uh, is Asian-American.
1: She plays the barista in the film, I yeah, believe, Yeah, right?
0: she, she's the one um, giving me whoopie pies when my song comes on, on Spotify. Um, our song. <laughs> and, um... God damn it. See? Uh... And so that was, you know, from the get-go that was really important to him was to was that our family would be biracial and that it would be portrayed as perfectly normal. And so as a middle-aged super white dude from Ireland, uh, I'm really glad that I can find open-minded people to work with that aren't just trying to make another cop procedural, but make a cop procedural with... A rainbow of people and you know all genders and all persuasions uh, and treating it just like we're all a bunch of people because that's all we are
1: here here um, let's talk about the music because I think uh, I've had that song stuck in my head for the last two months since I saw the movie, which was like great and then terrible because. I didn't have the single or the record to listen to. So I was just like making up bad lyrics of the song in my head. (laughs) It was kind of a dark time for my husband. Um, So how did the music come a a part of this creation of the character? And then of also, I mean, did you play all the instruments that you played when you were shooting the film, or did you learn them?
0: Um, Okay, so uh, Keegan DeWitt wrote the songs. He's this incredibly prolific talent. Uh, at the last few Sundance festivals, he's had four to seven movies that he's... One, one of his movies just had this whole, like, Woody Allen piano score. He's just... ridiculous. No he's, he's ridiculous. You
1: know, Sundance all the time. And
0: he's super yeah. handsome and nice. Uh, so I hate him. Um, <laughs> but he, So he did Brett's... I think b- both of Brett's previous movies, definitely The Hero. And he had a song called Hearts Beat Loud, that song. Um, it's it's eight or ten years old, and Brett said, "I love this song. I, I love the title." Um, and so that, and so he and Mark had the idea of the single dad and the band thing, and it all kind of came together. So then, as they wrote the script, Keegan then wrote three more songs, or four or five actually, because there was a couple that came and went. Um, and so, so the songs were created within and as part of the narrative. Uh, Brett loves music. You know, he wanted to come as close to making a musical as he could without making a musical, and um, and so then Kiersey and I, uh, we both have musical skills. Um, none of those scenes are actually me. They they CGI'd my head onto professional musicians. Um, just kidding. I assumed.
1: Yeah, he's good.
0: Totally kidding. Uh, just joshing with you guys, but but like. We both we both played all that stuff, uh, but neither of us are pro-musicians, you know? Kiersey obviously could <laughs> play Carnegie Hall.
1: I mean, Kiersey's voice in this film is a, kind of a revelation for me. I, I had never heard her sing. I couldn't
0: agree more. She
1: opened her mouth, and I was
2: like, whoa, where did that come it's from? It's a sublime talent. Absolutely. I cried every time. Like, I was... Uh, um but we were, when we were in auditioning, you know, Sam and stuff, like they, like he would send me the tracks of them singing and like everyone had a beautiful voice. When I heard Kiersey sing like first, I was like, what? And then I just cried, which was annoying. I don't like to cry. And then- Emotions are hurt. This movie made me like actually feel things and it was tough. It was tough, guys. And then on set, of course, you're doing multiple takes so she's singing so many times and I just freaking cried every time and then I get gushy and just stare at her with these puppy dog eyes and I'd just be like, I love you so much. And she probably got so annoying because I just was like, <laughs> nee. But it was cute. What are you man.
0: supposed to do when she looks at you and says, you told me I was brave and I'll remember that?
2: Bruh, seriously, <laughs> yo.
1: Q&A um, over. I'm going to do one last question and then we're going to turn to the audience. So... Something that I felt was really powerful about her performance uh, and your performance as a father-daughter was dealing with your wife-slash-her-mother's death. And sort of a lot of her reservation had to deal with this kind of shadow of her mother and and that I think was really felt, was that something that you went into, I mean obviously you knew that was going to be part of the script but you know you have sort of this shadow over the film of something that's not talked about a lot is very handled is handled very subtly. Was that something that you guys kind of had conversations you and Kiersey, of this is how we're gonna deal with it, or was it separate?
0: That's a great question uh that has not been asked and um and yes. and and also to, uh th- this is the first time I am thinking about it because we never i mean. Again, it's it's good writing, and so all of those questions are sort of answered. You know, there was never any like, so you know, what are we? Th- how are we dealing with this? It, it sort of is all in there, and so we knew. You know, the script told us what we were uh, swallowing and what we were in denial about, or what we weren't moving forward past. And so we knew what was up when in, in that scene where I play the acoustic thing to her. By the way, Brett would want me to tell you that all the vocals are live in the thing, which is really hard to do, but is obviously really important for the organic nature of it. Um, and so it, we just, uh, any, anything, any conversation that we would have had, I think we just already inherently knew because it was laid out.
1: As a writer, that makes me happy and both super jealous. So <laughs> I'm excited for you. Um, all right, I'm going to open up to questions. If anybody has a question, you, you're right there. Go for it. Yeah. OK, so I'm always intrigued by how certain directors work with different actors every time, and then other directors work with the same actor every single time. So since this being your second film with Brett, I wonder if to could talk on how your guys'
2: relationship has kind of evolved from you know just being a supporting role in Hero and now
1: yeah. did you guys hear that in the back okay
0: cool um well there so i'm uh i'm in a lineage I'm, I'm in a very uh noble lineage uh Blythe Danner and Sam Elliott and I have all done two a piece with brett and um uh you know he he just is uh it's so funny uh, Sam and I became friends impossibly because they cast him on Parks and Rec to be my doppelganger which, imagine imagine being told that where you're like um <laughs> you know
2: there's like a blog of like um pictures of you compared to like cats
0: I have heard of this yeah yeah
2: my friends told segue. me like morning Great segue. It's a wonder, let's it's, talk about that it's a wonderful life it's cute man it's cute
0: um so Sam and I, Sam is the biggest sweetheart in the world, and we just, we became good buddies. And we, he asked me out to lunch one day, and uh, I, I'm proud to tell you that we both ordered the Nancy Reagan salad. And I was like, Sam, how fucking hilarious is this? We've ordered the most ladylike uh, meal.
1: Who ordered it first? That's the important
0: Um Well, it was a place that I frequent, and so I, re- I did, and I recommended that he try it. I'm definitely the the more girlish of the two of us, uh, and so um, so Brett just has the so Sam said to me, hey, I want you to I want uh, want you to I did this movie and I said yes I saw I'll see you in my dreams, and he said I'm doing another one that where I'm the lead and uh, I want you to do this part um, now this guy's young and he's a little enthusiastic, and Sam didn't really mean that as a compliment. Um, And I and I was like, look, Sam, I'll do whatever. Like, I'll I'll walk across the country to help you move. Like, uh, I uh, I love you. I'll do anything you want. And so then I I signed up and I went and met Brett. And what Sam meant is that Brett has an incredibly clear vision, and and he is super enthusiastic, which in somebody that didn't quite know what they were doing as well as he does would be super annoying. Because he's in your face, where he's like, "Oh my," you know, he's got so much energy and passion, but it's because his vision is so clear. And so I immediately got what Sam meant. Like he's like, it might be off-putting at first because he's he's a big guy and he's he's very loud, but you immediately his heart beats loud. Yeah, perhaps? It, he immediately uh, sort of com- demands your your trust. Uh, and so he just simply knows what he's doing, and you know. The, our, our films have foibles. All of our art has, has you know, peccadilloes. But I, I simply thought, hello, Abe. <laughs> Abe. Abe's here. The director's assistant is sitting two rows behind you, wearing a Red Hook Records T-shirt.
1: Everyone, go up to him later.
0: Um, <laughs> So uh, th- that's that's sort of the to wrap it up. That's the answer. Is he's he, he, he's wise beyond his years. We by the way we shot these these movies are eighteen or nineteen day shoots. Yeah, that's right. It's cr- it's crazy, but it's because he knows exactly what he's doing, and so. I'm so grateful that he has this repertory sensibility where he's like i you know if if I do another movie and I need a bus driver or a plumber, I know <laughs> to call you, and that makes me very happy uh,
1: let's do another question hi, so
0: hi Nick um when you're like riffing on like animal collective the songs so <laughs> high is mm-hmm. it the writing or is that you like uh one hundred percent the writing i I love music i I love music i mean and and uh but my file reached capacity, maybe around the chili peppers in like ninety <laughs> seven or something. so I love new music, and I you know uh I have been turned on to new stuff since then, but I just don't keep up uh, and but Brett does he's an obsessive mu- encyclopedic uh student of music. And so all that stuff is very much him. And he would play the stuff for me. And we would, and some, sometimes we would even sort of rewrite what we're... T- we'd come up together with how we wanted to talk about it. Um, but that's totally his sensibility. It, that stuff's way outside my realm of understanding. Great shirt right
1: there. Yep. So, in the movie, as well as you guys as people, you both are so unapologetically yourselves in life and in the movie. And you kind of touched on it earlier about all the revolutionary movements. Um, but do you have like any suggestions of people who are trying to find themselves and just be themselves um, as you guys so well portray in the movie as well as in life?
0: Before Sasha dives in heroically to this, I would invite you to hold this shoe up for the audience to see. I mean, that's exhibit A. Right there. But
2: I like that you mentioned that because I lately have, you know, like, not been feeling my best and I decided, like, I am a very expressive person. I'm very, I shift in different moods all the time. So I know that when I feel like a fairy and I feel my best self, I love colors. And since I don't feel like my best self right now, I'm wearing a lot of colors because I know it's gonna bring that good energy to me. And like for me, it's, it was survival to be myself. I got so low to a point where I didn't want to, I couldn't see why I should be here. Everyone else wanted me to be here. I didn't wanna be here. But I decided like, okay, I'm gonna make sure I wanna be here because that's the only way I'll be here if I want to. And I decided my parents aren't gonna live my life for me. I'm not, no one else, everyone else goes home and does whatever they want to do. They can tell me what to do all they want, but they're gonna go live their life. So I am going to live my life the way I want, and that's what's gonna keep me here, and that's what's gonna keep me like, you know, wearing stripes and like smiling at this beautiful man and like talking to beautiful people because like, I'm good, because I'm just who I am and like no one's gonna tell me that different, you know? I, I hope we, that helps.
0: Me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> what she said.
2: We'll add more colors and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> One
1: or two more.
0: So who I got? Yep.
2: Right
0: there. How do you like to stay? <laughs> uh, in my belly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Is there anybody in the back though that I can't see? Because there's a bunch of lights. Do we got any more? Yep. Right there. <laughs> Um, I loved Jeff Tweedy cameo. <laughs> uh, I was just curious, is he uh, is Brett good friends with Jeff
0: Tweedy? Um, Jeff uh, it, it has been a hero. He's sort of been my Bob Dylan for since the mid-90s with his band Uncle Tupelo and then Wilco. Um, and then uh, he came to to do a role for a few episodes on Parks and Recreation. And the first one I was directing And amazingly, in this one day, I had Jeff uh, and Sam Elliott and Bo Burnham, who is a crazy bonus. If you don't know Bo, look him up, because he's the best of all of us. Uh, So Jeff and I met and fell in love immediately, and we're married. Um, (laughs) And we're still together. And um, I'm just crazy about him, and so uh, not only did I ask Jeff to come? So the, the, that's, it's a video of his band with his son called Tweety at the beginning of the movie that I'm watching. And then he comes and does this cameo, but also that Les Paul I bought off of him because...
1: Yeah, it's in the lobby right now. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. That's, there's and it's in the lobby it.
0: right now. That's where my goddamn guitar is. <laughs> Megan! Um... I emailed Jeff and said, you know, uh, I, I, I sent him the script, and I said, please tell me what guitars to use. Because if I pick them, and I didn't live this life, but you did, and I pick wrong, and then you see the movie, and then you break up with me, that would suck. So he told me what, which guitars to get uh, that would be appropriate, and said, by the way, you can buy one of these off of me. And I did.
1: We're going to end it at that. Jeff Tweedy um, in, the, in the lobby.
0: Thank you so much, Liz. Yes, I thank you. I would like to invite uh, the young lady in the green shirt and Abe down here for a special gift uh, for asking the two best questions.
2: Yes. We got yeah. a couple of records. Yes, please. Yeah. And
0: then also, while you're making your way down, quickly and quietly, with good manners, Abe, don't forget... Uh, this is the kind of movie that we're in New York and L.A. this weekend, but we very much depend on your word of mouth. If you're moved by this and you think it's delicious medicine like we do, please help spread the word because the next couple weekends we go wider and wider. But our success and our ability to, to play in other cities depends entirely on your Instagram feeds. All the pressure. Um, so thank you so much for your support. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks guys.